All right, everyone, welcome back. Good evening. I hope you're all well. Hello. Um, we'll get pretty much right into it. I'll just start with a quick recap from last session, which essentially was after Kodak initiated Leonet and Gordy into Clan Ironback, the three of you left to make your way to uh, Coal Town. That's the name of the place. And were accosted by an ambush of bandits, which you are now currently in the middle of fighting. Hired by a mysterious party, three individuals make their way towards the snowy wilds of Athfar to meet their contact. Their job, unknown. But the promise of pay and adventure is high. Thrust together by fate or chance, join us as our story takes our three adventurers on an epic journey across the continent. So we'll pick up at the top of the round, which is veteran. And Lena, you see this man use half, so he uses half of his movement to jump up on the tree trunk that they felled. And he still has his crossbow that he shot you with at last, last turn. And this is veteran one? Yes, this is a older-looking gentleman in plate armor. Oh, that's right. We with, killed the other uh, one, didn't we? Uh, yes, you did. Hell yeah. There's a number of scars. Uh, yeah, so he pulls out his heavy crossbow and levels it directly at Leonette. He's a prick. Uh, 16 to hit your AC. <laughs> no. Okay. So you managed to deflect it quite easily. Sure. Um, it bounces off my mammoth tit. That's a quite just a shield. <laughs> Although I'm sure Lena does have very impressive man titties. Oh, his pecs are... You could cut diamonds with those things. Oh my god. Either way, bandit number six is going to attack three times. Wait, sorry, um, which one's number six? I can't see the number for six. Oh, of course you can't. Uh, it's the one that's right beneath the wolf. So he's attacking... Oh, yeah, gotcha. ...the wolf, um, slicing twice with his scimitar for a 16. That hits. And an 11. 11 damage? No, does the 11 hit? Oh, um, I'll just double check. Um, I don't believe so. I think they have an AC of like 14, but I'll just double check it now. How does a dire wolf have a better AC than a bear? Thicker fur. They're also... Yeah, it's AC of 14. Okay. So the 16 hits doing... Five slashing damage. And as he slashes across the wolf's haunch, he goes in to stab into its chest with his dagger with a 21 to hit. That hits. Which does six piercing damage. Direwolf is still very much alive. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Which one is bandit three? That one. And as this is happening, Gordy, you see that the bandit in front of you that you have been trading blows with on and off 
he once again goes to attack twice. Uh, three times, sorry. Much like the one that was attacking the direwolf. Bandit three. So that is uh, Bandit three, Bandit which is the three. one just above you. Yeah. So that is a 19 and a non-nat 20 to hit with the scimitar. Both hit, yeah. Which is 5, 8, 9, 10. 15 slashing damage in total from those two hits. And then in his last week. offhand with the dagger as he tries to come in from the side with his offhand is a 10 and he misses just glancing off your armor. Okay. That was 15 total damage? Yes. Yep. Perfect. All right. Lena, you're up. Okie dokie. In that case, um, I am going to... Let me just have a check and see what, uh, how many spell slots I've got because I'm paranoid about burning through all of them. All right. I will use a second level spell slot to cast... Um, um, I will use, uh, let's go with Inflict Wounds. Okay, on which one? I will cast that on the bandit that is one square within both me and Gordy. This one? Yeah, that one. Okay. So I shall roll. I will roll for that. And we have, ha ha, eighteen. That hits. Yes. All right. So how does it look as you do this? Are you reaching out and touching skin, grabbing his hand? What are you doing? I'm actually just going to because Leonet has big old mitts. He's got big old hands. Basically, just mm-hmm. like like a face hugger on someone. Just entire hand. On their around their head and like, what was that, Billy? I was gonna say like those videos of throwing cheese at a baby, just basically, yeah. <laughs> I was picturing more Andre the Giant from The Princess Bride. Well, that is also pretty appropriate. Yes, right. Shrek. So that's three D ten. <laughs> Come on, give me a thirty. That'd be hilarious. Ah, oh, not quite, but not bad. Twenty. Yeah, you basically, like, you suck the life from him and he looks shriveled and husk-like, but he's still standing. Well, that's where I'm going to... just hear this. (laughs) Wheeze as the life and breath begins to leave his body. I'm going to... Whenever I exercise. (laughs) I'm going to use my bonus action to... um, use the meat cleaver to give him a good whack. And by the way, a huge thank you to the people that messaged me after last week's show laughing at me for unfortunately using the phrase beat the meat. That was... (laughs) 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 Oh, yeah, basically um, the spiritual weapon, the meat cleaver, will give him a good old whack. Okie dokie, roll for it. I just need to... I just need... Give me a tick, sorry. I just need to remember what the um, bonuses were for that. Oh, plus six, okay. That is a 19. That hits. Wonderful. 1d8 plus 3, which gives us a grand total showing for proof of 10. All right. And this spiritual weapon slices clean through the air and just severs his head. Sweet. And then I just picture, because it's obviously a meat cleaver, like a tenderizer, like the, yeah, like the, you would use to pound out 
a schnitzel. Oh, it's not a cl- it's not a cleaver. It's a it's a tender. Oh, uh, it doesn't cleave his head. A mallet. It yeah. just caves his skull in. Yeah, and he like, just plays golf. It's basically like you know the ones you can get that to tenderize meat. How it's got the spikes on the end. I just, yeah, yeah, like um, how Kachi's um, mallet looked. Yeah, and then once it crashes in his skull, it just it doesn't stop, and it just continues to just over and over and over and over and over. Okay. Um, you manage to bury him just a little bit in the earth as this meat cle- this tenderizer just hits him all the way straight into the dirt. <laughs> that sounded way more evil than it was meant to. Let me try that again. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> One dead. <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Two fatalities. Ah, ah, <laughs> ah, ah, ah. Because <laughs> the second one was okay. that joke. Rude. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. Okay. Actually, no. Bandit Five is going to stay where he is, and Kodak. You see him reach behind him and damn it. Ah! <laughs> I'm having some issues here. He pulls out. Hang on. I need to unplug my laptop. Ooh. So he pulls out two daggers and goes to throw them at you. And the first one goes wide and misses, but the second one hits you directly in like the shoulder underneath the. Um, like the clavicle. Uh, and that was an at 20. Oof. Which is a grand total of seven piercing damage. Oh. Bandit one, still on top of the trunk, much like his captain, is also going to pull out daggers and go to throw them at Leonet um, with a 16 to hit um, on one. Sorry, 16 and what? A six. Did I say Leonet? Yes. Okay, so 16 doesn't hit um, and the other one was a 10, so that doesn't hit either. No! Bandit 4 will... Slice twice at Kodak with his scimitar with a non-nat 20 and a 19 to hit as he attempts to cleave you twice with the scimitar. They both hit. They both hit. So that's a total of 5, 8, 11 slashing damage on that one. Yep. Um, and that's a 24 as he stabs you with a dagger. Yep, it hits. Which does another seven points of piercing damage. I am no longer in bear form. Oof. Just double checking, you uh, said seven damage, right? Yes, from the, da- okay. from the dagger. So 18 okay. in total. Okay. Okay. Just, I don't think I dropped the other dice. Uh, Gordy, you're up. Oh, excellent. Okay, um, I'll go for bandit number four with um, uh, with both the daggers, and that is uh, one is a twelve to hit and one is a twenty-four to hit. Okay, and you do have advantage on this because he is flanked. Yep. 
Oh, excellent. So, okay, so that would so the be 24 one. hits with this one. Oh, yeah, okay, no, it just got worse from there. Um, still 12. <laughs> um, so one of them, so, I'm assuming, hits. So you roll twice for each dagger. Yeah. The second one was also 12, the higher number. Oh, so you rolled 12 twice. Yeah, yeah. That's a bugger. Yeah. Okie dokie. Um, so, sorry, the, fir- the first time I rolled the high number was 24. And then the second time yep. I rolled, the high number was 12. So okay, I'm assuming gotcha, the gotcha. 24 hits. The 24 hits, the 12 does not. Yep, perfect. So that is 44, but I believe I can also use sneak attack on yes, you can. them, which is 36. That is eight total damage. Eight total? Yep. All right. Anything else on your turn? Uh, no, that's all. Okay, Kodak, what are you doing? Um, I'm now back in physical, like, back in my human form. Um, so I'm going to bonus action shift. Um, just my half shift for the plus to AC. Yep. And then I am going to... The veteran's still there, right? And he's plate mail. Uh, the one up here, yes. Okay, cool. Um, so you'll see Kodak pull out a small sprig of mistletoe. And you see as it almost looks like fireflies for a bit. Bits of the flame from where the uh, fireball was cast earlier begin to float through the air and fly towards the armor as they cast heat metal. And you see it slowly begin to glow. Um, can I get a con save from him? Well, you're attacking the armor, right? Yeah, yeah. I think I um, made the auto fails, eh? I'm going to say it auto fails because he cannot drop the... Hang on, let me read this. Choose a manufactured metal objects, all suit of heavy armor that you can see within range. Any creature in physical contact with the object takes 2d8 fire damage when you cast a spell. Until the spell ends, you can use a bonus action on each of your subsequent turns to cause this damage again. If a creature is holding or wearing the object and takes the damage from it, the creature must succeed on the constitution saving throw or drop the object if it can. Okay, so from the way I'm reading this, it looks like if it succeeds on the constitution saving throw or drops the object it doesn't have disadvantage but if it fails the constitution saving throw then it has disadvantage on attack rolls and ability checks okay so roll the damage Uh, that's 10 points of fire damage 10 points of fire damage okay and it's Con save was 16. It makes it. So I've got to double check that. Oh, no, that would have went up. Uh, just a sec. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it makes it. Okay. And you said 10 damage in total? Yep. Right here. 
Anything else on your turn? Uh, no, that's it, unfortunately. I've used all my actions. Okay, so you send this motive light towards the man in plate mail and his armour begins to glow this red hot and there's smoke and just the smell of burning flesh and uh, fabric. And you see him grit his teeth and bear through the pain. And then we will cut to a break very briefly. We'll be back shortly. Uh, you're listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM.
Okay, and we are back and not quite top of the round. We'll take bandit number two, who is standing right next to Leonet. He is going to, much like his fellows, swing twice with the scimitar with a 10 and a 24 to hit. Well, the second one sure as hell hits. Yep. Which is a five slashing damage. And he'll stab you with his dagger, or attempts to, which is an eight, and it just glances off your armor. Back to the top of the round. Okay, Billy, does it have to take the fire damage? Okay, no, so you have to cause the fire damage. Yeah, I have to use my bonus action to inflict the damage. Okay. So he is fine on his turn. Um, But he will aim the crossbow at you because you are burning him very badly. Um, That is a 16 to hit. That misses. Okie dokie. Gotta love that plus one bonus when I shift. Noise, and it is a heavy crossbow, so it has reload. Um, so that, that case, I'm very happy you missed. <laughs> yeah. And at six, is still hell bent on killing this dire wolf. Um, and rolled absolutely abysmally. Where's a d10? Okay, so because he rolled a nat one, uh, as he swings with his scimitar, he actually cleaves into his friend who is standing next to the wolf and does seven points of damage and accidentally kills his friend. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, how does he die? How does he accidentally kill his friend? He swings out and his friend is already quite severely hurt and he misses the wolf and swings down and he nicks that massive artery like in your upper thigh. Mm-hmm. Oh. And because he basically just gets covered in this spray of blood as his friend Who drops, drops his weapons, puts his hands on his thigh and falls down slowly bleeding out. Which bandit was that that just got... Um... <laughs> Um, the one that was here, I believe it was bandit number four. Radio. Okay. Leonette, take us away. Jeez. Talk about friendly fire. <laughs> you clearly aren't the lifeblood of your group, are you? Oh my god. Uh-huh. Everyone takes a D10 of psychic damage. <laughs> yeah. Ben, ben, just next time you play D&D, please play a bard because vicious mockery coming from you would be amazing. <laughs> I think I'd be too harsh. I'd be like... Okay, That's I, what vicious mockery is meant to be. I use vicious mockery and you suddenly realise that your parents never loved you. I suddenly realise, like, I haven't known that for years. <laughs> that hit That hit me a little too deep. <laughs> Oh, um, okay, what are you on. doing it's on your turn, Leonette? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will obviously uh, flippity, flippity, flip, bit, bit. Okay. Um, 
I wanted to take out the guy that's just killed his friend because that would be funny, but um, I, I think that's going to be an opportunity attack. So I will attack the bandit that's one square from me next to veteran one. Okay. And I will do that with what weapon do I currently have equipped? I have the frost blade, so I oh bollocks, I can't have the frost blade because I've got the shield. Um okay. Yes. In that case, instead I will Oh bollocks with it. Let's go with another spell. Why not? I will use this is our fire. Flip it. Oh, that was close. I will burn another third <laughs> level spell slot and I will cast um I will. Oh, actually. Ting tang, walla walla bing bang. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, Twenty foot radius. Okay, got it. I am. Um, each square is five feet, isn't it? Correct. All right. Um, I'm just trying to think of the best way to do this without killing everyone. Oh god. Alright, if I move if I move, is it just the bandit that's gonna get an opportunity attack or will the veteran get one too? Uh no, the veteran's like a level above you, so he will not get a opportunity attack because you are technically not within melee range of him. Okay. Um, um I just but yes, this one in front of you will get a opportunity attack. Okay, dokie. Um, in that case, actually, no, I, I think there is a way I could do it. Yeah, no, there is, there is, there is. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. Um, I just going to run it by you, Ash, just to make sure it is something I can do. Yes. Um, I want, if I move back here, did that come up for you? Yes, I see. If I was to, um, I don't know if I can put a ping on the on the thing that you will see. Do you see the square in between Bandit 1 and Veteran 1 on the tree trunk? Ah, uh, this one? Oh, uh, no, the one, that one. Yeah, that one. If yep. I fireball there, will it get Bandit 1, 2 and Veteran 1? So it'll be a 4 by 4 square. No. Which, so... one? Which one won't it okay. get? Let me let me draw some shapes for you so you can see. Um, so fireball, if you cast it in this area, actually, yes. Yes. So you'd have to like center it about here. Um, All right, that's what I'm gonna like do. Roughly there, but yes, you can absolutely get it so that it hits them and no one else. I will do that, but I will. I am aware that I'll have to. I'll have to cop the opportunity attack first. So come at me, bandit yes. bitch. Sorry, that's a nine. He misses. He's surprised because he's not expecting you to move, and you kind of. You've got very long legs. Yeah, uh, I, he is a very small man compared to you. All right, then I so will. You maybe suffer just like a nick on your leg as you rush past. Thankfully not on the thigh. Um, I will cast Fireball then, which means Bandit 1, Bandit 2, and Veteran 1 have to make a dex saving throw. Yep. We're going to save because I've got big bonuses, but that's all right. Okay, Bandit 1 rolled a nat 20. That's a save. 
veteran one rolled a 18 and bandit two rolled a five well thank goodness one didn't save okay in that case there so the two that saved cop half of what i'm going to do now which is 8d6 please make it a good one eight (laughs) <laughs> 39 okay um, and then for people like me who are bad at maths what is half of 39 um, is it roll, rounding up or down 19 um, rounding up yes. if you're rolling up if you're rounding so, okay And like before, um, I'm experimenting with using destructible environment. So again, that square, whenever they start their turn in it, they will take, I believe I said 1d6 fire damage last time. Perfect. Is that gonna make the tree? Is that gonna burn the tree up? Yes, the tree is like the, the tree is on fire. Perfect. That's gonna that, so once we kill all these assholes, we're going to have a clear route. I'm just disappointed because I was really proud of that move and it didn't kill any of them. I'm a little bit miserable now. But that's I, still a lot of damage. These guys are pretty beefy in terms of AC, right? Uh, AC in terms of health. Yeah, because someone thought that what was it, six of us with or like five level sixes or what, or however many instead of just the three of us. Yeah, I made a mistake. <laughs> Which, Sorry, which, you guys are you guys are doing pretty good. Was it five? Like, was it for five level six players or six? Or? I thought it, I th- I accidentally made it for my other campaign, which has six level yeah. sixes. All right. Anything else on your turn? Yes, I am going to. Um, I will use my uh, tenderizer to give. Veteran one, a good smack upside the head. Okay, roll for it. Ooh, this is on the edge because he's beefy. 16. That misses, unfortunately. Damn it! I knew I should have targeted one of the bandits. Ah, that's all good. Okay, so bandit five will rush up to Kodak twice with his scimitar. Uh, once aiming for across the neck and then once across the body with a 17. 17 no, hits. Sorry, an 18 on 18 one. hits. And the 11 on the other does not hit. Yep, no, it misses. So he slashes you across like the upper chest, dealing seven slashing damage. And then at the same time, Stabs you in the gut with a dagger for 23 to hit. Ow. Which does a grand total of seven piercing damage. Bandit Bandit one um, starts his turn in the fire and takes three points of fire damage. He will move out, moving into the other one, taking another another D6 of fire damage. So take six points of fire damage there. And 
moves down here to attack Kodak once again uh, with advantage because you are flanked. That was a nat one um, and a 17 plus five is a 22. 22, it definitely hits. Dealing seven points of slashing damage. Um, second attack is a non-nat 20 for five points of slashing damage. And misses with the dagger. Lucky. <laughs> Gordy, it's your go. Okay. Um, I'll go bandit uh, one. Mm-hmm. He's in front of me with um, dagger one. That is a 21 to hit. That hits. Perfect. Um, that will be... Uh, one damage. Oh, sorry, actually. Um, seven damage. What about the... Seven? Seven, yes. Yep. No, no, four. Sorry, looking at the wrong thing. Four damage. That's that's okay. <laughs> and then I will hit again with dagger number two, which is a 12 to hit. That misses. Um, but I will sneak attack um, on that one. Okay, so adding sneak attack to the first one that hit. Yeah, so that is uh, six damage. Okie dokie. And that's all for Anything else on your turn? Okay, that's it. All right, Kodak, you're up. Awesome. Um, I just look at the bandit who's attempted to, to be fair, has stabbed me. Um, Multiple times. Oh, actually, I just realized something. I won't be able to transform in this turn, but that's fine. Um, I will make a melee attack using my staff. And that is a 14 to hit. Uh, On which one, sorry? Um, on this bandit just here. I believe it's number five. A 14 does not hit, no. No, that's okay. Um, and then I'll use my bonus action to um, re-activate um, heat metal. Okay. For nine damage. For nine damage, wonderful. And does he need to make another constitution saving throw? Um, I don't believe so. I believe it's just on the initial cast to drop said item. Uh, for creatures. And takes the damage from it. Yeah. Okay, so it took the damage, so yeah, we'll have to roll another constitution setting through. Uh, which he succeeds with flying colours, gritting his teeth. And uh, you can see just a little trickle of blood from where he's biting his lip to deal with the pain because he rolled a 17 on his constitution saving throw. And that's... Oh, actually, sorry. Direwolf as well. Um, Direwolf will attack... 
actually no, this boy here who has been fighting the whole time. Yep. Ooh, um, 21 to hit. That hits. Okay. 2d6. That is 10 points of damage, and can I get a um, strength save from them, please? Yes, you may. Uh, he definitely fails because he rolled a three on the dice. Oof. He's knocked prone. Okie dokie. Let me add a little, little prone symbol to this boy. And as the wolf knocks this man over and tears into his flesh, we will cut to another break. Uh, you've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM, and we'll be right back.
And we're back. And we'll start with bandit number two, who is the last in the initiative order for this round. He's starting his turn in the fire. So he takes five points of fire damage and will skirt up Scimitar Baird to attack Leonet twice with a ooh, 20 and a 24 to hit. Well, they both hit. Because didn't you say that a crit hit was now going to be max damage? Um, yes, but the other time I rolled it, I I did the just the double dice, so okay. I'm just gonna. Well, yes, both hit. So Leonet is bracing for pain. Okay, so the critical you take thirteen slashing damage. Ouch. The non-crit you take eight slashing damage. Mm-hmm. And he misses with the dagger as it you manage to bring your shield up and the dagger slides off the shield. Perfect. Swear to put it. Yay. All right. So veteran number one, also starting his turn in the fire, takes five points of fire damage as well. Apologies to everybody that might hear the noise in the background. Unfortunately, because we're all Zoom recording and two of our players are living in college, we have some rowdy college students in the background. Yes. Anyway, Veteran 1 is going to use... What is his movement? Um, His movement is 30 feet. So it's 15 for him to get down. Uh, Okay, yeah, so he can just make it to where you are laying at. And he is going to switch out his crossbow in favour for his longsword. And he's wielding his longsword two-handed. Veteran one. Um, And he has advantage on this attack because you are flanked. So the first one is a 21 to hit. Anyway, is this veteran one or bandit one? Veteran one. Okie dokie. Yeah, 21 hits. Okay, so you take... That was wonderful. Uh, You take six damage from that one and he does this thing where he slices down across from shoulder to hip and then immediately turns it around and slices back up from hip to shoulder um with a 18 to hit it hits okay so another six points of slashing damage from that Oh, do you want to have a guess at what my HP is at the moment? One. So one. It's one. So I've really got to hope that whoever whoever's next turn is misses to attack me, so I can heal myself. Uh, remember, you also have that stones endurance thing. Yeah, that's. Um, I'm sort of saving that as a last resort. This is kind of a last resort situation. Either way, bandit number six is prone, so he will use his movement to stand up. Um, let me get rid of the prone thing there. And he's determined to defeat this wolf. Uh, with a natural 20. I've been rolling a lot of nat 20s tonight. Damn. Um, so... Correct me if I'm wrong. Is this Wolf Riker? No, 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 no. no. No, This is from my bag of tricks. Yeah, okay, cool. 
but I rolled a one on both die, so he takes five points of slashing damage. On on a crit, Jesus. Yeah. Plus you got your radio. Yeah. That's the opposite of a good thing for anyone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Oh my God, that's another natural twenty. Jesus. On Christ. the second scimitar slice. With a fourteen slashing damage on that one against the dire wolf. Yeah, it is finito. It has died. <laughs> oh, so R.I.P. Wolfie. Have you permanently lost your bag of tricks now? No, no. It refreshes at dawn. I oh. got two more uses for the day. <laughs> Bring back the wolf, or is yeah. the wolf permanently gone? It's a randomized effect. It's gone. It's, yeah, it's randomized. So every time he pulls something out of the bag, he has to roll the d8. But yeah, Bandit 6 just slashes through and the wolf falls down dead. Uh, and now it's Lionette's turn. <laughs> okay, what are you doing, Lionette? Alrighty, I am casting Cure Wounds on my face because, ouch. And given that I am so close to death, I will use my last third level spell slot, Christ Almighty, that makes me sad. And holy crap, Is even at third level, Cure Wounds does jack shit. Hang on. Oh, no, okay, no, it doesn't. It does 3d8, but still. Um yeah, when I cast at third, when you cast a spell using a spell slot of second level or higher, the healing increases by one d8 for each slot level above first. Yeah, okay, so it's three d8 plus three. That's a little bit more. Fit. Yes. Okay. Three d8 plus three. Please be big. Please be big. Please be big. Eight. Are you? Are you... <laughs> Oh no. One. Screw these dice. That was my third level spell slot by God. Alrighty. And then using my bonus action because screw these assholes, I am going to tenderize Bandit 2's face with my big old meat smashy batty bikey boy. Meat mallet. Okay. Roll for it. I will, and that is a 21. Finally, a decent roll. That definitely hits. 1d8 plus 3. 8. Wait, did I get 8 that? damage? 1d8 plus 3. Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 8 damage. Now let me just check. Okay. Yeah. So as a reaction, you can reduce damage dealt to you by 1d12 plus 3. Yeah, okay. But that was my last turn, so I can't do it now. Well, it's also as a reaction, so it would be when you take damage. When I take damage next. Yes. Nifty. Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Yes. Bandit 5. Swing it in for the kill on Kodak. Kodak. It wishes. (laughs) Uh, Slicing twice with the scimitar, doing a similar movement to the veteran where he goes shoulder to hip and then immediately turns it in his hand and goes hip to shoulder. For an 18 and a 16 to hit. The 18 hits, 16 misses. That is 9 slashing damage. And a 18 on the dagger. Dealing 
five piercing damage. Bandit one will do the exact same thing to Gordy with a oh god. Um, 22 and 23 to hit. Yeah, they hit. <laughs> so you take two, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12 slashing damage in total from the scimitar attacks. Mm-hmm. And an 18 on the dagger. That hits. Which does five piercing damage. And I am unconscious. Shit. You. <laughs> Got yeah, it down. So <laughs> he just wails on you, um, cutting quite deep across through your leather armor. And as it is your go, you will now need to roll your first death saving throw. Okay. And is that just a d20? That is just a straight d20. On a 10 and above, you succeed. Below 10, fail. Uh, that was, do I say whether I pass or fail? Uh, you can just message me um, in roll 20. If you do forward slash WGM, you can message so it's just me. Alternatively, if you'd like me to roll the death saving throws, I can do that for you. Um, I'm just going to message you on Facebook. Okay. Who's up next? Up next is Kodak. And Kodak, you have just seen Gordy fall. I'm going to use my last transformation to the day and transform back into a bear. Okay. Uh, let me double check this because I believe since I gave you the cave bear stats, you are a large creature. I was already a large creature. Okay, Ground bears are large. That is correct. So you take up two squares. So I'm just going to wide Kodak. Oh, God. Cursed images. (laughs) Um, With my action, I'm going to make a multi-attack with um, my bite going onto the guy that just knocked Cody uh, Gordy down. Yep. That's a 26 to hit. That hits. Uh, Where's the stab one? Uh, Your bite is a plus seven and it does 1d8 plus five piercing damage. Um, My claw also gives me a plus two to melee attacks. Nice. Uh, That's only, so that's the Eldritch Claw tattoo, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I believe I said that only does it for the claws, not your bite. I thought, okay. Well, still seven, so that would still be 25. No, sorry. Damage? No, no, no damage. Jesus. Okay. (laughs) Oh, if Kodak did that, I feel like this fight would have been over a long time ago. Um, You said a 21 and a 25, right? 
Damage-wise, though, that is 14. All right. And you... Yeah, how do you kill him? Um, seeing him take down Gordy, Kodak just kind of grabs him by the shoulder and just throws him. Yeah, you yeet him a fair distance and he lands in a crumpled pile, his neck broken. That boy empty. <laughs> um, I'm going to use my claws on this boy here. Yep. Does a 15 hit. On bandit number five, yes, it does. Pretty good. Uh, 15 points of damage. Okie dokie. Um, and that will be it for my turn because the direwolf's gone. Yes. Gotcha. Um, it is now Bandit 2's turn, so he's going to glance at Veteran 1, Lanette. You see him. And he goes to attack you with a 23 to hit. This was Veteran 1, did you say? No, Bandit 2. He glances at Veteran 1. Okay. Well, yes, that hits. Okay. For a total of five slashing damage. Um, That is a 13 to hit on the second. Nope. Okay. And a 14 on the dagger. Nope. Um, okay, so with reaction to... Um, to can... Because it's 1d12 plus 3, can that exceed the yes. damage that I've taken? Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay, good. But you won't gain healing from that. You just reduce the damage. I don't follow. Okay, so, okay, so say he does four damage to you right yeah you roll as a reaction you roll your stones endurance and you get six yep you do not then gain those two hit points that exceed the damage yeah okay and that just you just take zero damage because he only hit because he only hit five i will not use that just yet okay actually yeah yeah that's right that's right that's right that's right um, and it is Bandit 2's turn is over. And seeing that... Hmm, one second. I'm just going to quickly roll something. Okay. Uh, at the top of the round, we'll take another quick break. You've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves on 106.9 Tune FM. We'll be right back.
and we're back. Top um, of the round, we bitches. Are... Yes, top of the round. Veteran number one is going to go for a double longsword attack on Lionette with a five and a seventeen. Well, you can both of them can screw off. Okie dokie. Um, Bandit six. He's going to rush up to help his friend who is fighting a giant bear. It's <laughs> very concerning for him. Um, a big chonker, too. Big boy. Uh, now that is at advantage. Uh, which makes it a 24. That does hit. And a 14 to hit. The 14 does not. Okay. So, eight slashing damage. And that is a non-nat 20 for the dagger. Which, where's my d4? Before, which does six points of piercing damage. Uh, Leonet, what are you doing? Um, defecating. Right. Okay. Um, I Not am very helpful. I beg your pardon. Not very helpful. <laughs> okay. Um, let me just have a quick gear. Use that. Perfect. Okay. Um. Okay, nope, that's not perfect. That's very much unperfect. All right. Um, I will... Does it cost an action to guzzle a healing potion? Yes. Damn. All right, I'm not going to do that. Instead, I am going to cast... My app is frozen. Sorry, just bear with me for a tick. Uh, there we go. I am going to cast... Inflict wounds at first level because that does the same amount of damage somehow. Um, As what? Oh, never mind. No, no, yeah, I just um when I rolled it at third level back at the start, I forgot to add the bonuses. Ah, you forgot to do five d ten. Correct. So all right, I'm going to cast this one at, <laughs> at. Um, I have two hands. Yes. Can I? Touch two things at once and cast cure wounds on both, uh, inflict wounds on both of them. So, no, okay. purely because that is considered two attacks, you do not have two attacks. Radio. In that case, never mind. I will just, I want to, I feel like the biggest threat is veteran one, but I really want one of them to die. So, I feel like I should probably target bandit two. You know what? They Say again. They're both looking. They're both looking pretty, um, pretty banged up. Bandit two more so than the veteran, but it seems like if, regardless of which one you were to hit with inflict wounds, they're both pretty likely to die. Alrighty, let's go full, full, Fully commit or eat shit. Let, I'm going to cast Inflict Wounds on Veteran 1. Again, face to the... <coughs> Ow! Hand to the <laughs> face um, and cast it that way, which is I've got to make a spell on it first. So I did not take into account that Veteran 1 has a higher 
uh, AC. That might come back to bite me. No, it doesn't. Nat 20. Nice. Right, you. So that's um, yeah, so that's... 60 um, plus... Yeah, 60, 10. 60, 10. All right. Please, for the love of Jesus, give me a 60 or something above 30. Huzzah! 41. Yeah, you, like, he's just, he's gone. He shrivels into just absolute nothingness and crumbles to dust. Basically like your hands. a veteran one-sized sultana. Yeah. And then... Pretty much. I will use my bonus action to use um, my trusty meat cleaver, to, uh, my meat tenderizer to smack Bandit 2 upside the head. All righty, roll for it. I certainly did, and that is a 17. That hits. Hallelujah. 1d8 plus 3. 10. All righty, and much like the other one, your spiritual weapon just pummels this guy into the ground. Is he dead? He is dead. Oh! I'm just picturing whack-a-mole. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And, and Bandit 5 and Bandit 6 share a look of fear. Oh, <laughs> they are committed, and Bandit 5 is going to attack twice on Kodak with his scimitars, um, trying to, like... Not quite sweep the legs, but trying to get the tendons on the bear's front paws. Um, misses with the first attack. Um, I don't remember what dice I rolled for that one. Second one, you've got a 24. <laughs> okay. Um, that is... Two plus three is five slashing damage. And a nat 20 on the dagger stab, which he stabs right in your eye. Which does uh, eight, nine, ten, eleven piercing damage because that was a critical hit. So five stabbed me in the eye. Yeah. Good, good to know. Good to know. Uh, and Gordy, if you could roll another death saving throw for me, please. Okay. Kodak, you'll go. So it was number five that stabbed him in the eye, right? Um, yeah. I'm going to bonus action and invoke my Eldritch Talon. Yep. Um, I'm going to swing at number five. Mm -hmm. A 24 to hit. That hits. Just rolling the extra d6. No worries. That's 17 points of damage. That's right on the money. 
Um, so much like the mallet, Kodak just swats him into the ground. Just like you hear bones crush under the force. Yeah, as he just crumples. And then I turn to bite the other bandit. Go for it. Let's hope this hits. It had to happen at some point. 16? Uh, That still hits. Pretty good. Actually, you know what I just realized? 10 points of damage. He has a reaction. Ah. Um, uh, And he brings his scimitar up to parry your blow. So that adds two to its AC, so bumping it up to 18 for this. Then that would mean I miss. Yes. Um, That's it for my turn. Okay. And it is now his turn. With... uh... 24 and a 21 to hit as he hits you with the scimitars. They both hit. Dealing 5, 11 slashing damage. And a 21 to hit with his dagger as well. That also hits. Which, seeing that his compatriot has stabbed you in the eye, he goes for the same eye, dealing four points of piercing damage. Now, do you have any reactions to that that you can do? Um, not yet, but there's a good chance he'll be red mist next turn. A very good chance. Kodak is very bloodied at the moment, like very much. Yeah, he's starting to look a little bit uh, reminiscent of Ursula in their previous fight. And we'll hit the top of the round with Leonette. Radio, I am given there's only one of these little buggers left. I'm just going to sprint. Mm-hmm. I'm going to sprint over to Gordy and cast Cure Wounds at second level. Okay. And so that is 2d8 plus 3. So that, I don't need to roll for that, do I? Yes, you do. Oh, I do. Okay. Um, oh, you don't need to roll to, like, hit. Sorry, I thought you meant, do I need to roll the dice? Yes, you no. need to roll the dice. You don't need to roll to see if it succeeds. It just succeeds. Perfect. Gordy, you have... Oh, Flippity heck, thank God for a decent roll. Um, 14 plus 3, 17 healing, 17 heal. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. So I'm just here kneeling over Gordy and just sort of curing her, and I just, this massive just sigh and just look of relief just breaks over me as Gordy opens her eyes. Just cough and splutter and sort of half sit up. Rest easy, Gordy. There's only one of them left. Nearly there, then. Wait, rest easy. That's not the right phrase. <laughs> rest, it. rest easy just holds Phil over her face. Just brings up your wounds and then just smothers her. <laughs> I, I only brought you back. One. Rest, rest I only brought you fine. back rest so I can send good. you there. Just <laughs> take it. I brought you back so I could be the one to take your breath. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Anything else for you, Leonard? Mm. Actually, yes. I've got the bonus action. Smackety smackety with the tenderizer. What is the um, spiritual weapon's range of motion? Like, how far can it move? Good point. Let me just double check that. Um, oh, 60 feet. So, 5, 10, 15. Yeah, you can move it down to a uh, slappity do the bandit. Yep, slappity do do. 19. That hits. All right. 1d8 plus 3, 7 damage. Oh, God. Who just drew on the map? Okay. Well, Gordy, <laughs> it is your turn. Um, okie dokie. I'm going to go at him with the, um, with the daggers again. So that is a 25 to hit on the first dagger. That hits. And that is seven damage. Seven damage. Yep, and I'll add the sneak attack to that, which is 10 damage. Yep. And then I will attack with the other dagger, which is a 23 to hit. That hits. And that is 4 damage. Yeah, and you basically see Gordy turn into a whirlwind of daggers as she just pops up and stabs this man lightning fast and he falls to the ground dead. And as he falls (laughs) to the ground, we will cut to another quick break. You've been listening to Dungeons and Airwaves here on 106.9 Tune FM and we'll be right back.
And we're back uh, with combat over. Thanks. What are the three of you doing? Just sort of just actually no. My because I'm 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 pretty low on health, but I would still be I'd be less concerned about myself. I'd quickly make sure that Gordy's okay, and then I'd sprint over to make sure the horse is okay. DM question: Um, Is the knife still currently in my eye? Because if it is, I'm going to be pulling it out before I transform back. Yes, it's still in your eye. Okay, Kodak is attempting to pull that out as a bear. Wish him luck. Uh, roll um, a dexterity check at disadvantage for me. Because bear paws are... Yeah, that's that's fair. That was a disadvantage, right? Yes. Can I just run over and pull it out for him? If you like. That was an eight. <laughs> um, hang on. How mean do I want to be? Well, considering you gave us a <laughs> combat thing meant for double our team size. <laughs> if I had a nickel yeah, for every no, time my fine. druid... If I had a nickel for every time I've played a druid that's lost an eye to an item being put in there in combat, I would have two nickels. <laughs> oddly specific, <laughs> but... <laughs> it has happened twice. Um, yeah, so you don't manage to pull it out instead you push it further in taking <laughs> an extra point of piercing damage okay i'm gonna run over and i'm going to yeah i will use my gentle touch and my healing nature to remove the knife from his eye just hits it in with okay. the mallet oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> no um is there anyone if i was to cast cure wounds on his eye before trying to pull it out would that make it easier to remove no. Oh. I don't know. Does sewing someone up with the scissors in them help? <laughs> I'm no. going, I will attempt to yank the... Oh, gently pull the knife out of Kodak's eyeball. Okay. Roll me a medicine check to see if you can do this without incurring more damage. All right. Good news, Kodak. Uh, On a plus three... Ash, for reference, I have four hit points left in bear form. So worst case, Kodak may lose an eye. <laughs> okay, I have lesser really restoration. Cool so if you, get, less... if you get down to zero HP in bear form, whatever wounds you sustain as a bear, does that carry over to your human form? Yeah, damage carries over. But if there's something still in me, that's still going to be in me when I transform back. <laughs> pull this out of you. You'll obviously have one working eye. When you transform back into a human, will both your eyes work? Yes. Okay, good. Unless a knife is still in there. Well, this might be good news for you because that's a grand total of 19. Okay. Yeah, you're able to swiftly pull the knife out and there's like a gush of blood that follows it, but it doesn't look like there's any extra damage being done. I'm just going to like soothingly place my forehead, my forehead, my hand on Kodak's nuzzly bear head and just sort of cast cure wounds while giving him a comforting scratch behind the ears. I, as soon as the knife is out, I'm changing back and like rubbing my eye. Like the moment it leaves, I'm just like, nope. <laughs> thank, Christ. Back. thank God that, uh, thank God you've still got both of your eyes, Kodak. I just look at the guy on the ground who stabbed me in the eye. And for the first time of actually seeing Malice from Kodak, I just slog him with my quarterstaff. 
It's like hitting a melon with a cricket bat. His head just... It's bloody and kind of juicy. Wait, hang on. Okay, I've got a perfect setup. Okay, Kodak, I'm going to do something, and then I want you to ask me what I'm doing, okay? So I'm I'm going to go over and squash his eye into the ground. Now you ask me what I'm doing. What are you doing? An eye for an eye. That was just me trying to make a joke. I'm sorry. And, and Kodak in horror is just like, let's get going. That was just You've me. Lots of, um, I'm going to use control flames to put out the fire on the battlefield as well. I'm going, okay. extinguishing all of it. We're not leaving any of it. I'm running over to Gordy and making sure that Gordy's okay. Gordy is a-okay. You were at you were at Dead Store, my friend. Are you sure you're okay? Yeah, just a few scratches here and there, but I think I'm going to be fine. You are a brave one, Gordy. Trust me, Fenelon is lucky to have you around him. Ugh, I have that in writing. I don't think he always feels that way. Give it time. Fenelon has a way of being gruff and short at times. <laughs> Is that a dwarf joke? No, it wasn't. I just realized. <laughs> short-tempered, short-tempered. And now that okay, now that I've made sure that Gordy's okay as well, I'm going to sprint over and check on Onyx and Midnight. I am sorry that you keep getting dragged into these, my friends. The horses look scared, but they seem to be unharmed. Can I um can I roll for animal handling just to soothe them and just calm them down with some strokes and nuzzles and feeding and everything? Yeah. Because I really want to bond with these things and I feel bad for them because they're getting at twenty, so twenty three. Yeah. Cool. So they're... they are you are easily able to calm them down. And I'm just going to sort of offer them some food and give them a nice little pat and try and make them reassured that they're going to be okay. Yeah. All right. At this point, so, after these horses. Okay, okay. And are point. you three continuing on your way? Are you stopping? Are you, I, what are you doing? I've got no spell slots left and four HP. Your boy needs a long rest. Yeah. I cast Cure <laughs> Wounds on you at second level. Well, I appreciate that, Kodak. I would still like to stop for one rest because your boy wants his spell slots back. You heal for 14. Thank you. All right. Um, How long had we been traveling for? Like, how far did we actually get? About a day, two days. I propose we. So, how close are we to Coal Town? I don't remember if I said last session, so what I say may um, retcon contradict what I said. Yeah, so you are about a day and a half's journey from Coal Town, from the edge of Coal Town. What time of day would it be now? Uh, so it's around, so you got there around mid-morning. It's now heading into afternoon. Uh, I think we should probably find somewhere to camp for the night. Agreed. 
That's a good idea. Full HP. Uh, this is meta. Full HP. Yes. And all my spell slots back would be very nice right about now. Yep. I'll send Riker ahead to try and find something suitable for us. And I just kind of click. Okay. Uh, do you want to roll a nature check for uh, Riker? Ah, phenomenal. Actually, I got to double check. Nature is intelligence. Phenomenal. Um, so that's a, that's a six. <laughs> so Riker does spot somewhere up ahead, uh, just slightly off the road. And it looks like sort of a natural, uh, like campground for travelers. There's something up ahead. I'm not sure if it's great, but it'll do the job for what we need it for. Just for one night. And then with a bit of luck, if we don't get stopped tomorrow, we might make it to Cold Town before nightfall. If we're lucky. If we're lucky. But for now, we need to get there and set up camp and rest. Maybe we should sleep in the cart so that we can make a, qu a quick getaway if needed. I think that would be a marvellous idea. I can take the first watch. I'll take the second. I will take the third. That sounds like a good plan. Ah, uh, my friends. So, so grateful I am to have stumbled across you both. And with that, Leonette just like passes out in the cart. <laughs> okay. So as the three of you make your way to this small campsite, you can see that there are remnants of other fires and some logs set around. Um, and there looks like there is a small well as well. You know, it looks like it's actually set up for travelers to rest on this road. Uh, um, you will lay down, you begin to prepare to just rest, relax, recuperate. Very and that is Leonette just like wakes up and just like just merely points and sparks from his fingers just start a fire. And <laughs> so we've at least got a bit of warmth while we go to sleep. In yeah. the cart? Sits In the wooden cart? Sits up, shoots fire sparks like onto the ground into one of the fire pits to start a fire and then just passes out again. Okay. Like Kronk from Empress Clothes, clothes, groove. Groove, yeah, groove. Um, and that is where we will end tonight's session. Oh, well, tell you what, great work, guys. We managed to take down something that was meant for double our, our party's ability. So we did good. And only one of us semi-died. Yes. Uh, the second was very close. Even well, Kodak was getting self. close. I mean, we did it. Though. Incapacitate the druid first. <laughs> <laughs> Out of curiosity, once you, for example, players start off as level one and you go up and up and up, is the level, when it comes to leveling up, or maybe this is more XP rather than milestone, is it on an, is it exponential or linear? What do you mean? So as in the time that it takes to level up from, say, six to seven would be longer than from one to two? Depends yes. on encounters. Okay. 
Yeah, it depends on encounter. It depends on if you're doing milestone and XP encounters, shit like that. Do we get to level up now? Maybe. I haven't decided yet. Okie dokie. Well, that's a nice little teaser. For me. <laughs> we'll start off next week's episode just being like, surprise, you leveled up. <laughs> Maybe. Um, we'll, we'll just, we'll wait and see what happens. Um, but yeah, with that, we will wish you all a wonderful night and hopefully you'll tune back in next week. If you are one of the lucky, uh, if you are lucky enough to live in an area of New South Wales that is no longer in lockdown, I hope you enjoy it. But please remember to keep staying safe and make sure that you are still being COVID safe because you don't want to go back into lockdown. That is true. And with that, I would like to echo Asher's sentiments. I wish you all a very, very good night, a very pleasant week, and I hope that you are with us again next week. But alas, for now, I am Ben. I have been Leonid Lawkeeper. I'm Emily and I've been Gordy. I'm Billy and I play Kodak. And I'm Ash and as always, I've been your DM and we'll see you next time.